You are now listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. Big it up, big it up! Yeah. That's right, you're now listening to the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am Mike, and I want to know, as always, how you doing? I hope you're doing all right. I've been sipping on a little vodka and celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. But before I get there, I just want to tell you that hip-hop, rap, is near and dear to me. It's near and it's very dear to me. I watch a lot of other podcasts. Um, one of them, the Joe Budden podcast, the JBB. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Joe and them doing their thing. Nice touch at Melissa Ford, for sure. But I always wonder how they playing all of these songs. You know what I'm saying? I would love to rock some of them songs right now from way, way back, like Tron Kumo D, you know, LL. And, and, and just a side note, you know, I always said LL for me was, was the GOAT because of his diversity in his catalog. You know, um, I wish a lot of these older cats would still be putting out joints. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Nah, still doing it. P.E. still doing it. You know, don't let A stop you. But, you know, he getting that TV money, and I ain't mad at him. You know, he was doing the movie thing for a minute, but, you know, I can't live that man's life. But it'd be nice to have, you know, a nice double double joint, double EP, maybe 24 tracks or something with Uncle L, with LL Cool J, and, and so many others, the ones that are still alive. By the way, and I guess, you know, I started by giving a cheers to hip hop. I'm going to give another cheers to all those that's not with us. And I'm not going to go down the list. You know, um, some of the latest case lay, um, Bismarcky, my man, um, Dove from, from De La Soul to all the ones that have passed on. We all can't live forever, sadly. But what we want to, I digress like normally. Hip-hop is one of two things. Hip-hop and sports that black men, black people, period, but black men, I'm a black man. So, of course, I identify as such because I am that. Where will we be? Black men. Where would we be if we didn't have sports or hip-hop? If we didn't have music and sports? Huh. I shudder to think, right? But I'm glad we got it and we own that shit. Well, not necessarily, but we own it per se. I'm not getting into that neither. You know, but maybe another app. But hip-hop... Growing up in New York City, you got to understand, there's a lot of people, a lot of people. And, you know, grandma's crib, where I was 
early, early is primarily raised until, primarily raised until I got my mobility was in Harlem. Closest projects to the Apollo. You know what I'm saying? Home of many greats. Um, people that I know. I'm not trying to clout chase. I'm not trying to drop names of people that I know. I know a lot of famous people. A lot of famous people know me, grew up with them. I may drop some names in the stories that I'm telling because they're part of the story. But I got people that you would know that I saw every day that I know and uh, that went on to greatness. My mom's lived in the Bronx. And I bounced back and forth primarily. Went to Staten Island a couple times, but not a whole lot. Queens, too. Ran around Brooklyn a little bit. But primarily Harlem and the Bronx is where I was at. And you got to understand, I'm born in the 60s. She's a gray hair. You know what I'm saying? And I still feel young and strong, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been blessed. But, um, I was there before the first record was ever cut. Sylvia and them. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Rapper's Delight. My very first memory of hip hop. But you know what? I gotta, I gotta go back even a little bit before even hip hop was born. You gotta understand the vibe in New York. There was a radio station, 107.5 WBLS, WWBBLS, with Chief Rocker Frankie Crocker. The 98.7 point kiss, uh, 98.7 kiss came along. But yo, you could be in New York, right? And I grew up in the projects, right? The PJs. My projects was like 14 buildings, 14 stories, you know, right along 7th Ave, in between Sandwich, in between 7th and 8th Ave, between 127th Street, 131st Street. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to St. Nick. And it would be a thing where, you know, the boom boxes, right? Everybody would be rocking the same radio station. So it was the sound of the city. So when a joint dropped, and I'm I'm talking like back in, in, in these days, 70s and 80s, you would hear diversity on the radio, right? Certain companies didn't own playlists on the radio. And this is terrestrial radio. This before the Walkman. You know what I'm saying? This before streaming and, and cell phones and all of that. The radio was the joint. You hear? Oh, man. Listen. The whole city would be vibing to the one song, whatever was on. And I'm talking Donna Summer, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm talking love. I'm talking love. Now, of course, I'm the, murder, 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 kill, kill, kill. Violence, drama was there. But there was a lot of love, a lot of good people in the projects, a lot of good people in New York City. And, and, and... You know, when everybody was outside, and I was outside. I lived outside. And um, 
Because you got small apartments. You got small spaces in New York. So you outside when the weather, and even when the weather wasn't, was inclement. It was in, we was outside. Me and my mans and them, we was out there. Tim's, bottle of brandy, doing whatever, we was out. But in the summer, when everybody is outside, because in my projects, we had no air conditioners. You got a fan. And my nana taught me to lay that, lay that on a pallet. You lay a sheet down, or you lay a blanket. You put a sheet on top of the blanket. You get a cool glass of water with some ice in it. You open the windows. You put that fan on you, and you lay still. <laughs> That's what you did when it was hot. Well, no AC. And every every couple apartments, you know, you see somebody got that got that window unit in there. But the housing, they wouldn't even, you know, for why they banned them joints because a couple of them fell out the window. Anyway, but before we started scratching on the ones and twos and stealing power from the from the from the street light and getting shut down by the police when all we was trying to do was have a party. Before all that it was a vibe in the city just with the radio station. People loved music. In New York. They say music calms the savage beast. So it was like that. You know what I'm saying? People shooting dice. Playing ball. Doing this. Doing that. You got to understand. It's it's millions upon millions and millions of people. In a small geographic area. People living on top. On top. On top. On people. 14. 20 stories. Yo. you, My project was a little city. The inhabitants of my, just my one project would take up several subdivisions in the burbs. So I tell people all the time, growing up in New York City is like a exercise in sociology. You encounter many different types of people from all walks of life, from all over the planet. It's one of the things that makes New York special. And for that matter... I can't say just any major metropolitan area that's that's densely populated. Because even you don't have that. It's, it's New York. It's New York. And yeah, I'm biased. And you know for this episode, I threw on the fitted. And we didn't even have fitted. We had the joint with the plastic. with the You know what I'm saying? This before fitted. We still had the Yankee caps. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, uh, I I told my wife I was reluctant to do this episode because I've been wanting to do, just like I'm going to do my UFO series. Yes, I know. Y'all been writing me about it. I know it's coming. But I've been wanting to do a hip-hop series, but I can't do it because I even wrote the record companies, the people that hold the masters and this and that. I couldn't get nowhere. So if you know a way around that, where I can play some music legally, let me know. Ayo, Spotify. I've been giving you my content for free. Reach out. Give me an exclusive deal. Pump me. Promote me. This is substantive. So I can play some beats on here and do a real hip-hop series. So, I'm a young man, typical, right? Single-parent household, moms and grandmoms. Really, no mentorship, no uncles, no none of that. The streets was my pops, right? 
and I had several dudes I ran with. We was the same way. So I'm lucky to be here. I'm lucky to be alive because I know a lot of dead people. I know a lot of incarcerated people. I know a lot of addicted people. A lot. And before the first record was cut, we used to gather in the park. And in my projects, we had two big parks. And we had a little park. We had several little parks. So, you know, if you was going to the big park, yo, yo, you going to meet me out? Yo, meet me at the big park. Meet me at the big park. Yeah, all right. You know, hoop was going down, handball courts, you know what I'm saying, the swings and all of that. But we used to gather. And whoever was courageous enough to bring out their equipment, because it might get snatched, so you need to bring your crew with you. And you brought out the crates with number LPs in them. You might have a 45, but mostly them 33 in the third joints. You know what I'm saying? So you can, so you can scratch some joints. You get two turntables and you get your man. And where are we going to get the power from? Get it from the street lamp. There's street lamps all over the place. Tall joints. They got the box little square down at the bottom. Pop that joint. You get your power. Boom, long extension cords, and you throw on the music, shoot out the lights, and it was a vibe. It was a party in the park. Homemade, you couldn't get no more organic. And yo, you'll be surprised how quickly things spread. And this was all around the city. Harlem, the Bronx. A lot of times ended in fights. A lot of times ended in gunfire. A lot of times ended with the, with the cops. Yo, you're getting that power illegally. Con Ed ain't feeling that. So we, we, we gonna shut y'all down and run y'all out. But that didn't stop us from rocking again the next weekend. All over the city. We used to call them the jam. Yo, you going to the jam? Yeah. Flyers started getting put out. One, I think it was one Christmas or birthday. Moms and them got me two Technique turntables and the Gemini mixer. I was a little upset. Not really upset. Just a little disappointed because they didn't get me the crossfader. All my joints was up and down. All my slide joints. But I rocked with it. And you know, in hindsight, it's 2020, right? Who knew? Who knew? It was going to blow up to be this. Worldwide. Influencing. Every corner. Of our society. But I'd be an old head in the game right now. Right? <laughs> Maybe I might not be alive. Maybe I might. You know. Because a lot of them old cats. They, they. I don't know. A lot of them wasn't getting money like they getting money out here now. I'll just say that. People was in, in it for the love, for the recognition, and for the honey dips, yo. For the honeys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> love the ladies. My, I have so many, I'm just thinking to myself. Uh, I remember at 129 in the Bronx, off of 180th Street, they had a jam there. Bambada, Africa Bambada was there. 
Kuhart. And it was, it was, it was packed. There was, there was thousands. If I had to estimate, there had to be, I don't know, 5,000 people out there. And it was, it was, it was the joint. It was the joint, yo. Oh, man. But I don't want this to be an eight hour long episode either. So I'm going to move along. So I don't know what year this was. Because I don't know what year Rapper's Delight came out. Sugar Hill Gang. But there used to be this record shop on 125th Street. And close to the 7th Avenue. And they used to have this big speaker out front. And they used to always be playing music. All the time. Try to get you in so you could buy, you know, back then it was a 45 or a 33 and a third. You know, you get the big LP or the little 45, the little single, you know, had the A side and the B side on it. And my grandmother, God rest her soul, I miss that woman. My grandmother, I'm at the crib, right? I lived on the 12th floor. Excuse me. I lived on the 12th floor and my grandmother comes because, you know, she would do shopping. It was what they called the A&P. It was the A&P. Then she'd go to the meat market. Then she'd go to Susie's on 8th Avenue. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes she'd do different shops. Anyway, she comes home excited. My grandmother. And she wasn't no, like, young grandmother. My mom's had me in her mid-20s. So, she was my grandma's. So, I mean, she wasn't real old at that point. But anyway, she comes home excited. And we used to go to the record store every weekend, right? This was like a tradition in my family, okay? Every weekend, we Saturdays usually, we get up in the morning, we go in the record shop, boom, we cop in that joint, and we come home, we playing music all day for the rest of the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and we just would love, 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 love music. I come from a, a musical family. My mom was a dancer for a minute. Ballet dancer. Ballet. Not exotic. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I'm just saying my mom was a ballet dancer for a minute. Anyway. So. I'm like, yo, what's up? She's like, yo, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. I'm like, all right. And she had this big. Old school Zenith console. And it had a big black and white 27 inch TV in the middle. It was, it was brown. It was made out of wood. And on the left side, it had the radio with the radio dials. And on the right side, sunk it into the cabinet was a record player. And that joint had boom to it when I tell you was quality and I had it up until recently. I finally decided to let it go, and it was hard for me to do, but I sold it, and it needed to be restored. But I talking to my mom. She said, you need to let it go. My plan was one day when I had a mansion, which I do not, what I was going to do, I was going to recreate my grandmother's living room. And along with other nostalgia, I was going to call it the nostalgia room, with furniture and things that I had growing up, but it didn't materialize. So, but anyway, this joint used to bump. So she said, you got to listen to this. My grandmother said, you got to listen to this. 
I said a hip hop, the hip it, the hip it, the hip hip pop, and you don't stop. The rocket to the bang bang boogie. We was all blown away. The whole city was. The whole nation was. And Soul Train was popping back then. You know, of course, I told you how the radio, like, we would hear that twice an hour, probably, for weeks. And the jams was the jams, right? It was another thing to do. But when that joint came out, when Rapper's Delight dropped, it was a validation. It was a, it was a celebration. It was, it was love. For me, that's what it was. You know, I, I can't tell you how that made me feel. My grandmother, my grandmother, Oh, man, I wish I she was here. I could put her on a pod. Special. And everybody says that, right? Special individual. But she, yo, if I could tell you her story. So many stories, right? But her story. But to just cop that. To, to recognize that. To feel that. At her age. And to cop that and bring it home excited. Like, yo, you got to hear this. I'll never... I can't thank her enough and I'll never forget it. Never forget it. You know. So. That was the beginning. The jams and that record was the beginning for me. And that's how it began. For me. In the afternoon. My grandmother coming home. With the Sugar Hill Gang. I, I don't have to tell you that it blew up. And it blew up. Grandmaster Flash. I told you I'm not trying to name drop or anything, but so my man Tony, his name is Chad. We called him Tony. That was part of his name. Anyway, he had these cousins. Um, correct. No, one correct. That's my other homeboy. Um, but one of them was named Star. Two beautiful older cousins that I was in love with. They were so fine. So, one day, I'm in the Bronx at my mom's crib, and she lived off of Crotona Ave, and for another 14-story building. These had terraces. Anyway, um, and I lived on the 14th floor. My mom's lived on the 14th floor. Like I said, in my grandmother's projects, I lived on the 12th floor. My mom's lived on the, on the we used to call it the penthouse. And... I'm going outside. Sometimes I take the stairs. I say about 25% of the time you take the stairs. If you really like out the house feeling groovy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, we take the elevator. You lounge on the elevator. And in this particular building, my mom's building, 
They had odd, odd elevator and even elevator. They've since changed that, which was a huge milestone. They all stop on every floor right now, right now. But back in the days, it was the odds and evens elevator. So of course I was on the evens elevator because I lived on the 14th floor. My boy Tony Chat lived on the 10th floor. And I had seen Stein them. They would come around every, they didn't live in the building. They lived on another, uh, another part of the Bronx. And they used to, you know, come and, and chill. And I loved when they came and saw him because I'd be just chilling just like this because they were so fine. But they were older, you know. I, I wasn't even shooting shots, really, at them. But I didn't know that Star was messing around with Grandmaster Flash. How I found out was, got in the elevator, 14th floor, pressed the L for lobby. Or I think it was B on that one for bottom. I don't know why they put B. But anyway, um, elevator stops on the 10th floor. Grandmaster Flash gets in the elevator with a stack of records holding some records. Hey, yo, what's up, man? Say, yo, what's up? I know who he is, right? And I'm just really not that starstruck person I like I said I've seen people but I was a youngster back then and I just was like this trying not to like look at him because he had on the dookie chain you know what I'm saying he was carrying these records I wanted to see what records he had so about a day or two later I run into my man Tony and he was like yo you never guess who was at the crib and I said Grandmaster Flash he said how you know I said he got on the elevator with me, man. He was like, why would you say to him? I said, what's up? That's what I said to him. What you mean when I say to him? What I'm going to say? Yo, I love your shit. You know, we young teenagers at this point anyway, right? So, anyway, um, I saw Flash. Dapped him up a couple times, a couple more times after that. I don't know him, but I have met him and I've seen him. I've been in the several parties or jams in the park with Grandmaster Flash rocking. On the wheels of steel. So many stories. I'm chilling in Lincoln Projects with my man D. And that's why I thought, uh, my man Derek, and that's why I thought about this lady named uh, Caress, his cousin. Fine, beautiful. Ooh. And she had a, a sister too. Anyway, I was in love with Caress. He, she didn't know it. And recently he put us on the phone. I mean, what are we going to do? It's 40 years later. What? She live in another state. I'm down here in Texas now. So, anyway, um, but we chilling on the bench. It's summertime. And D knew a lot of people. My man Derek, he knew a lot of people, right? And he could have blown up. He could have done his own thing. I think he had a glimpse, a little taste, just like I did. And I'll tell you that in a minute. But Dougie Fresh. Comes and sits on the bench with us. And he's talking to Derek. He's like, yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? And he, oh, well, you know how somebody be talking about something, but you don't know if you believe him. Because he was like, yo, me and Dougie this, and me and Dougie this. And he was really close with Barry B, who was Dougie's um, DJ. And I think it was Chillwell, Illwell. But anyway, um, and I knew Barry, but. 
D would always be talking about like, yo, yeah, you know, I'm going to do this with Dougie, do this with Dougie. It's like, yeah, all right. All right. And then they just, yo, Dougie came up to him, gave him five, and they talked for like 10 minutes. I really wasn't in the conversation. I was just talking because they were talking some business stuff. But it's things like that that make me love hip-hop. Now, I want to tell you, like I said I would, about every, like, 75% of every Young black and Latino, mostly Puerto Rican. Puerto Ricans is up in New York, right? Either got two turntables and a mic, one at one. Everybody was going to be a hip hop dude, a rapper back then. Anyway, excuse me, that's what we call going to be a rapper. Everybody had it. There have been so many groups. I have, I have LPs. I have records. Of dudes that was either in my projects, a couple in my building, that actually got joints pressed, that did a little shows, but went absolutely nowhere. They didn't get signed, and it wasn't because they wasn't good. It was just because the, 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 the amount of people trying to get put on. And even like I said back then, it was not even really for the money. Yeah, I mean, you would make some money. You have a quarter field, you know, some Playboys or some British Walkers. You know what I'm saying? The permanent crease in your joint. You know what I'm saying? This was even before the real, the bubble gooses started popping off. You know what I'm saying? You might have a Kango or something. The big rope. I know y'all like, you, you know, some Kazals. Some people's like, what are you talking about? Look it up. I'm talking about hip-hop fashion. New York fashion back in the days. Because you know I have my British Walkers. I had like four different joints with the colors. I had two-tone joints. I had the Playboys with the sole this thick. I remember my Burgundy Suede Playboys. Woo! Rocking them with the leads. <laughs> Couldn't tell me. Nothing. Y'all was fly. The mock neck. Mm. <laughs> Yo. In New York, you got to stay fly. Because people will just call you out if you bummy. You find a way to stay fly. If you got two nickels to rub together, you're going to go get you some. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway. <laughs> I never really was that serious about it. Because I was in the other things. And I will not elaborate on those other things. I was in the streets. I'm just going to tell you that. So, it was for entertainment purposes only. But I did do my thing. I I learned how to scratch with the, with the, with the, with the vertical... Sliders. I didn't have a horizontal slider, but um, and I, you know, I still have boxes. They're not in crates. I have boxes upon boxes and boxes of of records. Still, because I got all my mom's joints and my grandmother's joints. I got seventy eights. For those of you who don't know, there was forty fives, thirty threes. I got seventy eights. I got some reels, the reel to reels. I got. Two boxes of eight-track tapes. So, yeah. I remember coming out of my building, and I don't know why I feel weird sharing personal information. Like, I'm about to say the street in my projects. I already said what projects. Anyway, and I'm coming out of my building, and I come down towards the street, and Cool Mo D with the glasses, Come walk right by me. Yo, what's up? It's like, yo, what's up? 
That Kumo D was huge in the city. I go to work. <laughs> um, oh man. I, so many, so many stories that I can remember, right? LL used to know some heavy hitters. And so did I. He's talked about them. I know those same people. And I remember, you know, when L blew and I had came back to the city. I had left the city and came back. I was on a visit and I had rented, rented an expedition and I was with my man and he had a demo tape with him. But I just ain't really, it's one of my Bronx, like my Bronx dudes. My Bronx crew was my Bronx crew. And I had several Bronx crews. Dudes that you kick it with, you hang out with. You got your regular crew. And you got your semi-regular crew. Then you got your, you know, your partial semi. Just growing up in New York, you just, you just inter, you know, you, you interact with different people. You hang out with different people at certain times for certain things for, you know, whatever. But I didn't really mix my Bronx people with my Harlem people. In retrospect, I can't really tell you why. They was just different people. Like, the Bronx, once you crossed that bridge, you knew you was in the Bronx. I can't tell you how you know that. You could feel it, especially if you grew up there. You knew, like, if somebody blindfolded me, spin me around, took me on a chopper, a chopper, and just, you know, I repelled down onto a street, anywhere in the five boroughs, in 60 seconds, I could tell you what borough I was in. Just by feel, just by knowing. I could tell you what borough I was in. It was just one of those things. I can't explain it. Any other New Yorker can probably tell you they can you you the boroughs have a feel. Like Harlem is really it's upper Manhattan, basically. Right? Money making Manhattan. The boogie down Bronx. But Being in the South Bronx with the gangs when they was burning buildings for insurance money, you know, when 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 crack was introduced, when my mans was outside playing the bongos the four o'clock in the morning, when the shots was ringing out, when you know the the the, mm, I was telling my homeboy, but I, I he, he's not really my homeboy. It's just this dude I know. We might become friends, I don't know, but he's cool. Anyway, and I was telling him just over there, I was like, I could meet, I could come home with 25 phone numbers from 25 different girls in one day, just walking around New York, just going to school, taking a bus and a train to school, hopping on the subway. Um, Because I wasn't shy, you know, so... Those times were so special. Everybody says that, right? There's a song. It's not a hip-hop song about Gladys Knight. It's called Memories. I'm pretty sure it's a remake. I think Barbara Streisand did it. Some other people did it. But, you know, she said, you know, talk about the good old days. Well, today... It's gonna be somebody else's good old days. 
And we all think our good old days are the best because they're ours. But when I tell you that a lot of people's good old days did not include the birth of a phenomenon. Their good old days do not hold the conception and the birth of hip-hop. My good old days, I feel, have a little bit more meaning. A little bit more special. Because we own that. Some people good old days will be like, well, I was here when the internet was born. So was I. So was I. But. My, you know, the good old days, what, teenagers, teenage years, 20s, right? I'm still having days and I'm still hoping to live another 50. Probably not going to happen, but I hope it does. I hope it does. I'm going to hope I'm here for another 50. And still got my mind. I don't know, for some reason, I just thought about Bruce Willis. Yo, Bruce Willis, I hope you, I don't know, I hope you can come back from where you at. It's hard as an older person. I almost said an old head. I don't really feel old. Anyway, a lot of people will view me as such because I'm considerably older. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, it's hard. I'm thinking of so much stuff. It's really hard to get my keep my thoughts clear. And it might be something to do with the vodka too. But um, I like, uh, what I'm trying to say is I'd like some of today's new artists, today's hip hop. However, even though I vibe to it and I relate to it, so much to me, so much of it to me is just to get a bag. And I can't fault you for wanting to get money. We all trying to do it. But if that's all you living for is to get money. I don't know. Maybe if you want to help a bunch of people with it. But if you know, I saw my man in this uh, Bentley today, Bentley SUV. And he looked happy. It was matte joint. And it had like the, the bronze, you know, Little accents on it, and uh, I felt good for him. I was like, "Yeah, that's a nice joint right there." But if that's all that makes you happy is material shit, oops, excuse me. I'm yo, YouTube been bugging. They cracking down, so I'm trying not to say any curses. It just don't feel the same. I'll put it like that, and it's not just the nostalgia. It may have something to do with the old school production and the content. The content. The, the, the actual subject matter. And I've heard all the arguments. I've seen it. It's going to be an age old debate forever. It's like, I, well, y'all, you know, the, the younger, the younger people today, well, y'all pastors, this is what we got from y'all. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Cause we had gangster rap. But it was balanced. Because y'all got murder rap. Like people embracing the murder. I'm from the hood. I'm from the streets. I'm from all of that. 
Okay, I'm from that. So, there's nothing wrong with reporting on your story. But back then, to me, it seemed like we was more than that. It was battle rap. Like I said, this is why I say LL is the GOAT. Dear Yvette, Mama said knock you out. Um, Oh, I should have pulled up his discography. He's got so many different songs, funny songs. You know what I'm saying? Cereal Milky. Yo, I just like balance. I like well-rounded city. I like complete things. Complete things, right? I, I rock with the hard. The hard is hard. Like my brother from another mother. Shout out to you. Yo, we got like a battle going on. Who could find the dopest joints, right? He then dropped a few Onyx joints on me. He don't know it, though. I got a couple for him. I've been working on it. But we try to find new joints, and then we sham, you know, listen together on Spotify. We had to work out the technical difficulties, but we did. Man, I'd be glad to get another background, because this, this blur joint don't be working consistently. Support the show, please. Links in the show notes. We had so many different joints. Like I said, like I work by Kumo D, the show. Slick Rick, Dougie Fresh, um, you know, Biggie, when he switched it up. One more chance. D- yo, De La Soul, the, 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 uh, Eric B and Rakim. There's so many artists. Cause it's like that. And that's the way it is. Run DMC. My Adidas. Yo. It was joints you could just. Escape with. You know. It seems to me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com or hit me up on any of the socials. But it seems to me the majority of today's new hip-hop content is about who you killed, how much money I got, how my crew be killing people and is will come and get your crew. How many things I just bought? How many shiny things? New car, new boat, new chain. How many girls I didn't kick it with? And all the female rappers, all they talk about, get a bag, get a bag, 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 Louis bag, Prada bag, Birkin bag, bag full of money, bag full of money. Bag full of money. Or how depressed they are. Now, hold up. I don't have a lot of time to listen to terrestrial radio. I don't know a lot of people that still rock with terrestrial radio. Everybody's in a playlist on one of the DSPs, right? So people can customize what they want to hear. They really rule what the new stuff we listen to. But it just seems that that is the majority of the content. It's limited. 
I don't really hear too many happy songs. Like happy hip hop. It's all gotta be steeped in some trauma or some worship of money and material possessions. If I'm wrong, please let me know. Surely it's out there, but it's not getting major love, major attention, major airplay. It's not getting pushed. All the stuff that rises to the top that catches my ear that I hear. It's all negative shit. To me, to me, it'd be like, yo, grandpa, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> go listen to Run DMC. Yeah, I do that. But I'm, like I said, I don't, I ain't, I don't even feel old. And I don't think, you know, they used to be just saying, it ain't where you from. It's where you at. And I'm going to tell you, it ain't how old you are. It's where you at. Right here in your dome. And I'm still very much in touch with my 16-year-old self. So I'm always looking for fat, fresh, new joints that rock. Um, there's this artist called Ciroc. I don't think she's that old. I, I really don't know. I know um, I felt her joint enough. Wifey and I was in the front row at one of her shows at this small venue here in Dallas. I got pictures and video of it. And she was giving us much love in the first front row. But it was, you know, that's, I don't even know what category they call it. But it was positive vibes. You know what I'm saying? And she came back. I didn't catch the next time she came back with Jay Electronica. Jay Elect and them. You know, but I, I, I will never say gangster rap, gangster, you know, the hard stuff. That I don't love it because I do. All I'm saying is. Where's the other stuff? Where, who is the public enemy of today? Hmm? Van Glorious. I can't remember what artist that was, but where, where's the positive fight to power rap today? Where's the socially conscious rap today? The only one I could even think about was Chance the Rapper. But like I say, I ain't out there. I'm doing grown man shit. So I'm, I'm not, I still listen to music every day. Every day. Our music is a part of my life. I make sure my young son gets, um, gets, you know, music. My grown daughter, she loves music. We still talk about music. Sometimes she turns me on the artist. Sometimes I turn her on the artist. You know, it's one thing that I like. Um, like I said, I listen to different podcasts. Joe Rogan. I mentioned Joe Button. I listen to a lot of different. Podcast, sci-fi podcast, news podcast, um, uh, Snap Judgment is another one that I enjoy. It's very entertaining when they tell stories. But going back to Joe Button's podcast, they, they, they do what they call sleepers. They play joints. And I picked up a couple joints that actually made it to my playlist, um, from there. And I like that part of the show. I like that there's a show that's breaking new artists still. He seems, him and his whole cast seem to have a, well, some of them be on the left. Ice. Anyway, with their musical choices, but 50 years. 50 years. 
of hip-hop. If you want to uh, holler at me, MikeSpanionShow at gmail.com, I'd like to know what you feel about hip-hop. If you got any good hip-hop stories. If I get enough of them, I'll do a follow-up to this episode, and I'll just let everybody tell their hip-hop story. You know, how you were introduced to hip-hop. What you love about hip-hop. Do you agree with me about the current state of hip-hop? Did you catch that Grammys joint? Because it was banging, and I'm biased, but I'm glad they gave most of the love to the old heads. They skipped like two decades when they went from the older music to the newer music, and they really cut that short. And it could... the. Difference was, I don't say night and day, but it was definitely noticeable. Just the production and the style of music and how it sounds. And I definitely will always give it up to the Mighty Mighty Roots crew. Because they still doing it, even though they're on a late night talk show. Black Thought is still kicking shit out. Yo, there's so many faces of hip-hop. There's so many styles of hip-hop. Sub-genres and... I love it all. I'm not, you know, anything that I said negative about it is just my opinion, just my perspective. Uh, I would like to see, you know, you can't, when you have a kid, you can, you can feed it. <clears throat> you can put clothes on it. You can either send it to school or teach it yourself. But at the end of the day, that person is going to develop into their own person. You can, now some parents just forcefully Make that person into what they want them to be. But for the most part, we, we, we give them that foundation. And then they build the type of house on top of that foundation that they want. They become their own person, their own personality, their own interests. And this is what hip hop has done. And if I can't give hip hop and the young people that are doing it today credit for nothing else, for nothing else. I can definitely, I mean, I can, but I can definitely give him credit for this. For keeping it going. Keeping it rocking. And saturating, permeating, infiltrating every aspect of life on human, on, on, on planet Earth. So, happy birthday, hip hop. I love you. I'm Mike. Thank you so much for listening to this Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unlimited.